This is one-on-one's NHL podcast, where we take on the five hottest issues in hockey with three of our NHL beat reporters. It's time to go five on three. That's right, episode two here of five on three, getting ready for the season. Our West preview coming today. I want to call it the comeback podcast of the year, but I think we're already back, so I, I don't even know if I can say that anymore. The best way but... to call it is it's the comeback of the comeback pod of the year, because that was the title of it last year. Yeah, you're making it too complicated for me. <laughs> anyway, that's Matt Constantini, Nicholas Lehman. Nick, how are you? Got to have you back. Glad to be back. So excited for this uh NHL year. We're getting back underway tonight. Happy first day of hockey, everybody. That's exactly Happy right. I believe day. it's, what is it, Bruins Caps tonight in Washington, banner-raising ceremony there, and then we get to see Eric Carlson in a San Jose Sharks uniform against the Ducks, is it? It is Anaheim. Yep, it's so. the Ducks, and then we got Montreal-Toronto, always a great rivalry matchup, and then out in the Pacific Northwest, Calgary and Vancouver. So, interesting stuff there. Vancouver-Calgary is always fun, regardless of what's going on there, but Regardless, we're going to get to our West preview today. Obviously, coming out of the West last year, the big story being the Vegas Golden Knights going to the Stanley Cup in their inaugural season. But the big story of the offseason, even after Vegas made some big moves themselves in getting Max Pacioretty, signing Paul Stasny to a three-year deal, it's got to be San Jose. I already alluded to it before in my intro. Eric Carlson going to the Sharks for a package that can be considered armed robbery once again. I mean, San Jose just decided to rob Pierre Dorian twice, trading for Mike Hoffman and then moving him for a better package on literally hours later. Doug Wilson doing a fantastic job there. He did the same thing in terms of Carlson getting Brett Burns years back when he came over to San Jose. Now he's got them both. He's got Mark Edward Vlasic as well. You could argue that they have three of the top five defensemen in the league at this point, and... Looking forward, I mean, the Pacific, I want to say that it's theirs. Vegas is going to be a tough test. Anaheim's there as well. But you can make a really good argument that Carlson makes them the best team in the West. So I tweeted out right after the trade went through that this is what happens when you make it very obvious to every team in the league that your star player is unhappy and he's not going to re-sign with you. That opens the door for every single team to come to you with a trade offer that you said is highway robbery. I mean, everyone expected this trade to be multiple first-round picks, few high-end prospects, and maybe one or two roster players that are already established. And that's not what happened. They got a few guys that might play, they might not, they might turn into something, and they might not. And that's not good enough if you're the... Ottawa Senators for a team that is clearly it, sh- it shouldn't be good enough. No, but when you have when you have Greg Melnick running the show there, and you have Pierre Dorian as your general manager, who hard to believe this guy was a this guy was a GM candidate of the year for what was it 2017 after Ottawa went to the conference yeah. finals. But mm-hmm. it, it's it's just it just really shows that when you have ownership that doesn't care whatsoever and a GM that has really not a clue what he's doing, this is, this is what happens. You, you get crap like this to happen, and it's, it's, un, it's unfair to the fans. And you mentioned it, the, this decor for the Sharks now, a, a first pairing of Eric Carson and Brent Burns, that's, I mean, they're going to put up maybe 80 points You think they're going to play together? together? I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't know. Definitely on a power play. I mean, yeah, it's power play. I mean, on the power. power I mean, on the power play for sure. I mean, I don't think you can give one of those guys second no, second I, power play. I mean, no, no. I think you at least have to open the season with them on the on a, on a line together. Because think about it that that first line and first pairing is going to be 
Logan Couture, Joe Pavelski, Joe Thornton, Joe Thornton, Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, and Martin Jones in net. I mean, who's shooting the puck on that unit? Everyone. Everyone's I mean, I, gonna I, get a touch. <laughs> I think everyone wants to pass on that unit, but re- regardless, I, I wanted to get to the forward corps as well, and I'll shift it over to Nick for this one. I mean, you look at what they have outside of those three D guys. They're they're also strong defensively, going going the other way too. I mean, if you look at their back, their their third pairing. I mean. D- Dylan is, ni- is a nice player there as well. They have guys that can really that you could argue that on some teams that their third pairing would be a one pairing on five or six teams in the league right now. But you also look in their top six. I mean, Pavelski's great. Thomas Thomas Hurdle just got a new deal. Obviously, Thor- say, obviously yeah. Thornton has been great, and Couture, as I've mentioned, also is just one of the better two way centers in the NHL. Add that to Martin Jones in the back, who is had two really good years with San Jose since he's been there. You got a really, really good team. And I, and I honestly think that outside of maybe Winnipeg, that this is a team that could definitely come out of the West. This team is definitely better than the team that made it to the Cup Finals a few years ago. You look at the contents of this team, and the their defense is part of their offense, especially with two of the best yep. offensive defensemen in the league possibly playing on the same line. I mean, it's incredible to think that their offense is going to probably start generating through their defense. And their forward lines, I was going to mention one person I don't think gets talked about enough is Tomas Hurdle. I mean, he is he's always been like one of their top six forwards that doesn't get enough because they have Pavelski, they have uh, Joe Thornton. Uh, he gets, I feel like, undervalued on this team. But in general... This team is, I feel like, much better than the team that made it back in 2015. Uh, 20, yeah, was it? I think it was, I think 2016. It was 2016 when they yeah, lost to Pittsburgh. 16, 2017 yes. was Nashville, and then right, last year right, was right, right. Vegas, obviously. But staying with the Pacific, we're going to move on from San Jose a little bit. My one thing with the Sharks is that they, they're they kind of banking on this happening soon because, I mean, you look at a lot of their stars. Pavelski's up there in age. Burns is also getting up there. Carlson, although he's not up there, I mean, what is he, 28 and... We're not sure if he's going to be extended exactly at San Jose I, because that yeah. can't happen until January or something like that. So this, this is a this is a win now team. I'd say if they extend Carlson, I think their window is what two, maybe this year, next year, possibly in twenty twenty as well. But, I think it's a three year title window for them right now. But regardless, let's move on to the other team that made some noise in the Vegas Golden Knights, and you look at what they did, and honestly, I was a bit shocked with some of the moves that they made this year. I mean, in the off season. McPhee made it pretty clear that these guys were going to be players in the offseason, and clearly that's what they were. Adding Paul Stasny on a three-year deal is... I, Stasny's a really quiet player. He, I mean, he's, he's good, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a guy who'll put, give you 50 to 55 points a year in a second-line role, but that, that was a move I personally didn't see coming. I thought he was going to end up back in Winnipeg. And then obviously going out and getting Max Pacioretty shocked me. That, that, was, that was the one team I, that I never really thought of of going after him, and the, they paid a pretty big price for that. I mean, Tatar is, I mean, as good as, as bad as, here's my problem. From Vegas's perspective, you got to think, you essentially gave up a first, second, and third round pick, plus another second, plus Nick Suzuki, who's was probably the best, second, third best prospect in their system. It just seems like a lot to give up for a player who's coming off a down year, only 37 points a year ago. And I, I don't think that's a real Max Pacioretty, but it just seems like they gave up a lot, and they could have they were bigger fish that they could have gotten for the type of price 
that they gave up. I personally still think they're going to be one of the better teams in the West again. I think they're part of that big four with Nashville and Winnipeg, which we'll get to momentarily. But although I like the personnel they got in the offseason, this puts a lot of pressure on Vegas to win within these next few years. I, I personally wouldn't have parted with Suzuki at this point. Just look, given look at what they what this team is at, because you have to think that Flurry is going to regress at some point. You have to think that that top line, as good as they were, they won't be as good as they last year. I mean, William Carlson scoring 40 goals again, I don't think is a real guarantee. It's just a lot of moving parts for Vegas, and I'm really curious particularly to see how they come out of the gate just because I'm I'm not trusting Marc-Andre Fleury to be as good as he last he was last year, particularly with the workload he had. This this team would just make me nervous considering they've shown that they're all in to win right now and kind of mortgaging the future for that. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and give up another big prospect at the deadline this year. I think William Carlson is a prime regression candidate. I think I don't know the exact number, but I know he was shooting at a ridiculous percentage yep. last year and you mentioned it forty goals for a guy that had never scored above what, fifteen in a season. He is a prime regression candidate. Um, I, I'm with you. I think you will. Fi- I think we'll finally start to see Marc Andre Fleury regress a bit. I think he's still built. He will still be one of the best goaltenders in the league. But you will see. Yeah, and I, him I think take I need to make that back. clear. I don't think he's going to be. No. I don't think he's going to be the best goalie in the league no. like he was last year. But um, I just don't think he has the workload to do it again. I have a lot of questions out of their depth. They did a lot to establish that, bringing in a guy like Stashny, which who. Will, uh, I believe we'll slot in on the second line center spot, and then that'll move guys like Eric Howla and Cody Eakin down, which will kind of bolster up that depth, which was a big question for them last year. Um, I have a lot of questions about their defense. I know they just gave Shea Theodore a giant contract, which was, yeah, was a little that was weird. Huge. I mean, I, I didn't expect him to get what he, he got seven years, right? I think he got. I don't know the exact it was numbers, a lot of years. but that was it. Was a lot of years, a lot of money for a guy who was really only a starter last people, season. People forget he started in the AHL last year because yeah. he was part of that. He was kind of like exiled in Chicago, I believe it was after in the start of the year. Yeah, and. Ended up being a, obviously ended up being a big part of that team, but. and they're they're gonna miss Nate Schmidt for the first forty games of the season. After was it forty or was it less than that? Uh, but I know he got a big yeah. He, oh, he got suspended. I know he got a big PD suspension. Stuff. Yeah, thirty seven games. I think. So, something like that. He's, he's in the thirty range. He's missing a he's missing a large chunk of the season, and he was one of their most productive defenders last season. Kind of the only offensive defenseman they have outside of Shea Theodore. So. Outside of probably the first two lines of Marcheseau, Carlson, Riley Smith, Pacioretty, Stashney, and, I don't know, Alex Tuck on the second line, it it really begs the question, who's going to score for this team? Because the top, the top six can't get it all done themselves. I agree, Nick. What do you think? I think that, I think that whole first line what you mentioned uh, is regression candidates between Marcheseau and Carlson and Riley Smith. I, I personally, I, I don't think Marcheseau is. I think, I think I'm a big Marcheseau guy. He's a, I think he's a, I, I think he's star. very good too, but yeah, yeah, continue. Well, yeah, just that. And their, their defense is going to be shaky. I know they gave Shea theater. Nate Schmidt is a big loss, very big loss uh, for a team that, and they just gave away one of their top defensive prospects. They have a lot of draft picks coming up, though. They have some assets still in their hand because of what um, GM. Why can't I think of it? Uh, GM, GM, George. McPhee. Yeah, George McPhee. Hmm. Thank you. That's clever. I like that. <laughs> I always see it on Twitter, so I felt, I felt the need <laughs> to mention it. But I, I was right. in, yeah, no, I, I, 
my my big problem with them is just I I see too much regression, and even with the additions of Pacioretty, and I mean you gotta think where Pacioretty might play. Pacioretty might even play on that top line, and they bump Riley Smith down. I could which see it. Would be it's possible. I, I think that'd be a great move for them, just because I mean you look at their second line. I mean you could play Stasny with Riley Smith and have no problem, but I think they'll open out of the gate with that Marcheseau Smith. Carlson line, but I can definitely see Pat Shreddy making his way up there at some point. Right now, I see them as my second wild card team. I just really, think, yeah, I think okay. I think the Pacific is stacked. I think well, who do but, you have uh, while you're at it? Who do you have in the Pacific then? I think I think the Sharks are taking the the first spot. I think it, I think it will be the Ducks in second. I'll throw the Kings really? in third. Oh, the Kings, really? I, I I'm because I I'm really high on Anze Kopitar. He's one I, of my I, favorite players wrong. in the league. I love Kopitar, but that, that team is Dowdy, just a bunch of old hags. It, they are old, but that that's kind of the isn't that kind of the mo of the Pacific? I know, I know you love Kovalchuk too. He's like your uh, favorite player. Right? Can we talk about Kovalchuk for a second? Sure. This snake is back in the NHL. He runs to LA after his entire thing while he was over in Russia was, oh, I want to play in the New York metro area, so I want to play for the Rangers. And then he goes and plays in LA, the team that beat him in the Stanley Cup before he ran away to Russia, like a, mmm, I am not pleased with Ilya Kovalchuk. <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you're a Devils fan also. I'm surprised the Kings went so heavily in on Kovalchuk, uh, especially because he... He was talking about playing in New York. So I was fully expecting him to go to the Rangers. I think, now, well, I, honestly, I think we all are. I think everyone we all was. were. Everyone was. And personally, I mean, I, I don't blame the Rangers for not coughing up the Absolutely money. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. Especially for a rebuilding team mm-hmm. that's looking towards the future and is doing a very good job of it. But back to Kovalchuk in L.A., I, I, I don't know. It, L.A. must be in a win now mentality, too. Oh, I think, I think that's clear when half their stars are. Over the age of thirty, at right? This exactly. Point. But that 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 team is interesting. I, I I think they're a borderline wild card team at this point. They it, a lot depends on what Jonathan Quick's able to do because he was one of the better goalies in hockey after a big stretch of what three to four years where he was pretty mediocre in the regular mm-hmm. season. But mm-hmm. let's shift over to the Central. We we got to talk about Winnipeg, who I think is the best team in the West. Personally, I I as good as San Jose was and as good as Eric Carlson makes them. You look at Winnipeg top to bottom, I don't see a weakness on this team, personally. I mean, they have the best forward group in hockey, even better than Tampa Bay, which has a top That's line hard to of do. Kucherov, mm-hmm. Stamkos, and Miller. I mean, I think Mark Shifley, I think Mark Shifley's a good candidate to win a Hart Trophy at some point in his career. Blake Wheeler's been the most underrated star in this league for a, a good amount of time now. And you look defensively, Bufflin, Truba, Myers have all been great. I mean, you had and I don't even I didn't, Morrissey in there. I mean, Kyle Connor on Kyle offense. Connor offensively too. There's just so there's just so many strengths on this team. And Hellebuck in that had a great year last year. I thought one one of their weaknesses was going to be goaltending last year because I figured that it would be kind of a split time between Mason and Hellebuck. But Hellebuck really went out there, won that job, was great in the postseason last year. And this team, if they don't make a cup at some point within the next two years. I would be stunned because they they have the system to do with it. Young forwards all over the ice. You have a star in Blake Wheeler, a star in Dustin Bufflin. There's not a weakness on this team, in my opinion, and this is my team that I think is going to come out of the West. We didn't even mention Patrick Line. That's what I was just going to say. Who was probably a 50-goal scorer this year if he is in the right situation and was a mm 40-goal scorer last year. Is that good? Is, Is that good for a guy who was drafted two years ago? I think... What is he, 21 years old? I think that... I think that we are seeing it, Alex Ovechkin 2.0. Lo- it, 
quietly, I mean, are are you taking Line A over Matthews again? If you have to go back, knowing what you know, knowing what's happened, I was I, just going to bring that point up. That I mean, Line A right now, looking at the difference, I mean, Winnipeg is going to be Canada's best shot at winning a Stanley Cup for the first time in twenty five years. They're I better agree. than Toronto. I, I they're better than Toronto. I think they're better than I think they're a lot better than Toronto personally. And, and, and I, I don't. I I think Toronto's good. Edmonton be, is obviously a dump outside of McDavid and Dreisaitl, but mm-hmm. to be fair, I don't think it, the best way that I could explain this is they they are both happy with who they got. I forget who I was talking to or who it was about, but we were talk we were having a discussion about would you take player A or player B again? And either way, they're happy with who they got and it's kind of a one A one B situation. Listen, I mean, I'm not complaining about having Austin Matthews exactly. on that team, but right. you look at this first two seasons. I know, I know Matthews has been hurt a little bit last, particularly last year. But I mean, s- scoring wise, I mean, Line scored has scored more than than Matthews has for sure. And I mean, Matthews was on pace to Matthews was on pace to hit 40 goals before he got hurt last year. Yeah, but I mean. What is line? Well, line had what thirty something his first year. Forty. I don't. I don't, even, I don't, I don't remember even know his goal totals. I'll have to look it up. Regardless, you're getting a good player yeah. either way, and then that was pretty clear. But yeah, I'm I'm back, huge on Winnipeg. Back this on year. Winnipeg. Yeah, I, I know you wanted to say something yeah. other than line. A, I but. mean, I'm with you. I think it either comes down to them or the Sharks in the West. I don't really see anybody else really competing. I know Nashville won the President's Trophy last That's year, interesting. but. I don't really believe in them that much. They haven't really given me a reason to. They they were okay in their cup run. They didn't impress me enough last year in the playoffs. They kind of showed that their their grittiness is 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 only going to take them so far. How much longer does Pekka Rene really have on top of his game? That that that's my big question is is Rene because I mean even look, even the year they went to the cup, I mean, he was you could argue he was their worst player on yeah. the roster when they went to the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup, and and he, then he comes back and wins the Vezina the next year. Yeah, I mean, I, per, I don't personally don't. I mean, it, I don't. I don't I, I'm not even going to get to the Vezina discussion because <laughs> I don't think should have won. But regardless, you look at you look at Renee and you look at the rest of the roster. Obviously, obviously, I mean, Van. Jesus, I'm I'm losing my mind. Nashville hmm. has probably the best D corps in the league. That top four obviously is great. With I'd give that to you. Ellis. I mean, they they just extended Ellis as well. I mean, obviously Roman Yossi, PK Subban, and Matias Ekholm are all great. But forward forward wise, they're also good. Again, it just it just comes down to goaltending for me, and that that's going to be the big difference as to whether Nashville is going to be the conference final team that we expect them to be. Or if they could go, I, I could see them going out early. Honestly, if they get a tough matchup in the first round, because I I think Winnipeg's going to win the Central this year. I I think that without without Nashville being a top seed, they're going to get a tough matchup in that first round. I mean, you look at the Central last year; it was Minnesota, which is a tough environment to play in in the playoffs for sure. Or wild card wise, I mean. It it really could come. It really could be anyone. St. Louis would be a tough matchup. Dallas, I think, is going to have a really good year. So there, there are a lot. There are a lot of good teams in that division, and I think depending on how the regular season goes for Nashville, whether they end up in the top spot or in the second spot, that that's going to be huge for them going forward. Because one, I think home ice advantage for them is huge in the playoffs, particularly against Winnipeg, because you know the atmosphere in Winnipeg is going to be big. Insane. And even though Winnipeg was able to win a Game Seven in Nashville last year in dominant fashion, I I just I'm not a huge buyer in Nashville this year, even after the years that they've had. 
and it's particularly goaltending, but also I just think Winnipeg is that good. Yeah, I mean, to your point about possibly a first-round exit, they're probably going to either have Dallas or Colorado in there. Yeah, and true. It either of those two teams could pose problems because Colorado still is on the younger side. They have some older players, but I, I feel that in Dallas is still dominant. They just extended Tyler Sagan to that big contract, which means he's that not... finally got done. I mean, that looked like for a while that it, it wouldn't get done. I don't know longer. what they were waiting on. <laughs> that should have been done mm-hmm. in the first month of the offseason. I would have loved if Sagan became a free agent. That, that would have been that's insane. The, the NHL needs more superstar free agents. Mm-hmm. They need more Tavares happenings yeah. to get involved. But anyways, let's just quickly... We're going to get mm-hmm. to our trophy predictions and Stanley Cup predictions. What? Let's just run down the playoffs real quick. Pacific Division, what do you got? What, what's the order that you got for the Pacific? So I'll go guys? I'll go San Jose, Anaheim. I'll take Calgary. Interesting. Okay. In in my divisional spot and then I'll I'll take LA and Vegas. And then in the Central I'll go Winnipeg, Nashville, Colorado, Dallas. I think that's it. St. Louis. No, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, you, you chose your two wild cards yeah. in the Pacific, right? Nick, what do you got? I got San Jose, then Vegas. I'm banking on Edmonton to come back for a third place. Wow. <sighs> third place? In the division. After a 78-point season? I think that would take a... It would take a... It would take, it would take a Vesna year out of Talbot for that to happen. Oh. And, totally and a monster year out of McDavid, too. Yeah. And 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 the guys around them. Interesting. All right. Continue. It'll be tough, but and then Calgary is my wild card team from the Pacific. Over in the Central, Winnipeg, Nashville, Colorado, third Dallas as the other wild card. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, Pacific for me, San Jose. I think is going to win the division pretty easily. Then I'll follow that with Vegas. And then three is kind of a toss-up for me. You could go Anaheim or Calgary. I think it's going to be Anaheim, even with the injuries to Corey Perry to start the year. But I'll take Anaheim there and with Calgary claiming a, pl- a playoff spot in the wild card. And then in the wet- in the central, it's going to be Winnipeg for-, Winnipeg for me, then Nashville to follow. And then I think it'll be Dallas in that three spot, followed by Minnesota. And St. Louis misses out on the playoffs. Even, Interesting. Actually, yeah. You know what? I, ah, that's, I love you know, Colorado. I'm going to take, take St. Louis over Minnesota. Just because, I mean, you look at what San Jose, you look at what St. Louis did this offseason, adding Bozak, adding Ryan O'Reilly, which was really interesting. They, they had an interesting offseason from top to bottom with the moves that they made. But regardless, I just, man, that, I have trouble leaving Colorado. I was just going to say Colorado out of there. I'm just really interested to see what a full season away from the shadow that was Matt Duchesne will do for Nathan yeah. McKinnon. The dude was a heart a heart trophy. All right, finalist. you know, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take Calgary out. I, I don't think they're that good. Yeah. I mean, losing losing Dougie Hamilton was a big loss for me, even with that additions of Hannafin and Lin, Lindholm. But and you and know James what? Do, do, do the same for me. Too. Get get rid of LA as my wildcard team and give me Dallas as my other wildcard team. Right, I'm gonna go Colorado. I'm gonna leave Minnesota on the outskirts. But uh, regardless, let's get into our let's get into our predictions. We got about six or seven minutes left to do this. But we'll start with the Hart Trophy. For uh, we'll close out with our Stanley Cup picks and. Oh, excuse me. Um, we'll start with our Hart Trophy picks. Um, personally, I'm going to go with Mark Shifley on this one, which I think is kind of a wild card pick just because 
there are a lot of good candidates in the West. McDavid, obviously, being one of them and being on a stacked team for Winnipeg. I just think it might be a little tough for him to get the recognition that he deserves. But if Shifley stays healthy, I think he's a 90 to 100 point player. If the scoring is still up like it was last year, I think he's the best player on that team, even with Blake Wheeler there. And I think he finally is going to get the recognition he deserves with a Hart Trophy this year. I'll start with Nick. What what do you have? I'm battling two probably not players you're expecting, but I'm going to go with Patrick Line having like big 50-goal season, really leading the Jets out of the West. Okay. I just don't see his assist numbers being at a point where he can win an MVP. That, that That's just mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Yeah, I think I, his point total will be lower than it right. should be, but he's still going to have all yeah, the goals no, in the I agree. But... Right. My second would have been Nathan McKinnon. That would have been my second. I have, I would have no problem giving it to McKinnon. I, no. I, I, mm-hmm. lo- I love him. He's freaking awesome. But Matt, what I, I'm mean? also torn between two guys. I think that I, I'm, I'm with you on McKinnon. I think that he is up there, and I think that it might be easier, but I think my guy is going to be Nikita Kucherov. Okay, I he deserved it last year, in my opinion. Full disclosure here. I mean, I, I as great as Taylor Hall was, and I have no problem with it going to Hall. Just the, the the year that Kucherov had. I mean, he he's he's so ridiculous. Is it is it bold to say that I think he's going to be better this year than he was last year? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's that bold. I mean, you could he's probably a top three player in the league at this point, outside of McDavid and Crosby. But I'm that that that's a that's an interesting take. I don't know if his point total will be at what it was last year, but. The talent is definitely still there to do it. Let's shift it over to the Calder because that that, that that's one of the more interesting awards. Because there's a lot of guys that, that could win that, it this that, year. That, that, you could go so off the you could go so off the rails here in terms of in which way you want to go. I'll start with you, Matt. Where, where are you thinking? I'm gonna go with Elias Pettersson out of Vancouver. Oh, he's so good. I think that by the I honestly by middle of November he's going to be on the first line with Brock Besser and those guys are going to go insane together that, that, they're going to put up so many points it's ridiculous i mean and they're going to be the only guys on on Vancouver that'll be able to score that, so they're going to have all the points that that's a great pick matt that that, that that was one of the guys who i was leaning towards um i'll go with mine right now i it's tough for me to say because i i've been i've been struggling with thinking of this but I originally was thinking Ely Tolvanen, especially with the year he had last year in the KHL. He just got, called, but he just got, he just sent, got down. sent down, which is stunning to me, given because he's just he's just too talented to be left off an NHL roster. But I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a little bit off the books here, and I'm gonna go with Andrei Sveshnikov in Carolina. I, I think he's gonna he's gonna be given a chance to have a top six role there. He's an elite goal scorer. He's quick. He does just about everything. He can do just about everything. For Carolina, and they have they have some interesting guys. Yeah, Martin Netchas is going to get a chance to really have success there. So there could be two rookies there. But and if, if Tolvanen was going to make the roster, I really wanted it to be him because he is so good. But I just don't think he's going to get the time there. That and Sveshnikov is like what one of five five first rounders that are still in that, yep. that are still on the team. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's that th- that's upsetting to me that he didn't make the roster. Nick, what do you have? I'm going to go with a little bit of a bold move here. Elias Anderson of the Rangers. Really. Huh. I mean, I like the pick. I like the pick. I don't think he's going to play enough, given because he just got sent down to Hartford, but I I do like the pick. I think they could bring him up pretty soon, get some fans in the seats, because he really impressed me in preseason. He did look good. And the two-goal game against the Devils. Yeah, he did. And and the fact that 
I, I don't know if you remember when he did this when he was in, I believe, World Juniors. World they Juniors got the when silver... he threw the silver medal right. into the crowd. That was awesome. <laughs> as, also, as much fu- as funny the disrespect is there, that shows the incredible competitiveness of this kid. Funny story that could be here. Really he, impressive. He actually won the prospect of the. He won the Rangers like top prospect in training camp. He gets like mm-hmm. the, the media votes on an award every year, and he won it after a day after he found out that he didn't make the team, which is pretty bizarre i, I i'm surprised i don't know how you do that as the media but if there's anyone on the rangers i think it's going to be heedle to win it personally mm-hmm. that's just how i think it's going to end up but i feel like they could bring him up very yeah. early in the year regardless we'll, we'll do these next awards quickly rocket richard most line in the nhl line, line a. a interesting mm-hmm. that is an interesting take i'm gonna line go... a or matthews actually i'll go, I, I think line a, i think line a wins and then matthews finishes second okay nick what do you got well, going hand in hand with my heart trophy, I'll go with Line. I I feel a biggie, big year is coming for him. Really, man, you guys love Patrick Line. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's his year. He added yeah. like fourteen pounds of muscle in the off season, and his shot was already really hard. And it's only going to be better. I'll go with kind of an at on a little off the radar choice, and he's a veteran. But uh, Steven Stamkos, I think, is going to have a big goal scoring year. I mean, he was he, back last his, year. His, his, yes, his scoring, his point total was up last year. Scoring was a bit down. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a big year on the power play, particularly if, once he's back and settled. Year two coming off that injury, I think he's going to be fine. Norris, who do you guys got? I can't give it to Burns or Carlson because <laughs> I think they're going to cannibalize each other, uh-huh. but they're still going to get their points as sure. they should. So... I think I'm going to go Dowdy. I, I can't give it a Dowdy. Because I, I really so like Drew Dowdy. I like him, but I, I think he's I think he's overrated. Nick, what do you got? It, it's hard to say because exactly. You want to pick one of those two out in San Jose, but they're going to be taking points from each other at the end of the day. Again, I'll probably surprise, but um, P.K. Subban. Okay. I, I like that pick. I, I You can't go wrong. I actually had a different Nashville Predator. I'm going with Roman Yossi. I think mm-hmm. the one the media loves him personally. That that that's, a, that, that's a bias. Yeah. That that's a media bias there. And two, he's he's just great in general. So, uh, quick Vesna picks. I'm going with Hellebuck just because the way the way Winnipeg plays defensively, I think it'll set him up for a lot of success in terms of safe percentage numbers and goals against. So what about you guys? I'm going Vasilevsky. I think Andre Vasilevsky out of Tampa Bay. Like I said in our East preview, I think this is the year he finally puts it all together and shows that he is an elite franchise goaltender. Okay. I think part of the Jets maybe making it very far in the pre uh, I mean postseason next year is going to be Connor Hallibur. Okay, so me and Nick are mm-hmm. in agreement there. Now, finally, our Stanley Cup picks. Uh, I'll start with I'll start with Matt on this one. What, who do you got, and who you got winning? Oh, that's it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. I was torn between a couple guys. I think it, I had I have Tampa Bay coming out of the East. I think they're the okay. best team in the East, and then I was torn on who was coming out of the West, whether it was the Jets or was it, whether it was the Sharks. I ended up going with the Sharks. Okay. And I I have to, I have Tampa in 7. Okay. Sounds like a fun season. Yeah, sure. it's going to be wild. Nick, how about you? I'm going to have to go with Tampa out of the East, definitely the best team in the East by far, and then Winnipeg out of the West. And I'm going to take Winnipeg in 6. Okay. I me and me and Nick are kind of in agreement on a lot of things here, which may be concerning for myself <laughs> as a joke, but no, I I have Winnipeg coming out of the West. I think they're the best team there by a landslide, and I have Boston coming out of the East. I, I just think it's I think it's Boston's year mm-hmm. to get back there. I know there are a lot of miles on Marchand and and Bergeron's legs as well as Zdeno Chara, but I think they have the talent infused with the young guys they got there and DeBrusque, McAvoy, 
and all the others that they got, plus the goaltending and Rask. And I, I think, I think that's a team that could sneak by Tampa. And then I also, I have Winnipeg in five in the Stanley Cup. Wow. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think Winnipeg is that good this year. But anyway, that is it for our season preview. Our next episode, we will be talking about actual regular season hockey so that excited. has happened, which is exciting. But from Matt Constantini and Nicholas Lehman, I'm Jackson Heil. Back next week with episode number three.